Hi there, so it's the 13th workout woo, of the 30 days of 30 minute rows. And today's is gonna to be a mid intensity workout on my pyramid, okay? So that means it's not low intensity, it's not a max intensity, it's in between. So you're gonna be working hard, but it's not gonna be so hard that you feel you're gonna to have to stop. Now what we're gonna do is we're breaking it into five minute chunks. We're gonna go 20 strokes a minute, 22 strokes a minute, 24 strokes a minute, and then we're gonna repeat that again. And we're gonna start that 20 strokes a minute at that kind of five out of 10 effort, 2K plus 18 if you have a 2K training pace, and then we're gonna go three or two or three seconds faster as you go up through the rates. Then you're gonna reset back down to that 20 strokes a minute pace and climb back up again. All right, simple row, but it should give you a great workout. Now let's get into our four minute warm up as we always do. And let's start off by setting up our machine. Now in the concept two, that means going to the drag factor, set it to where you want it to be. If you don't know where you want it to be, then please set it between four and five, because too low isn't the issue, too high is the issue. If you're on a non-concept two, set the resistance so you get a nice feeling from the stroke, but you don't have to heave against it to get the thing moving. Next up, if you're able to, please set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up, you don't have to look down. And finally, if you can adjust the foot stretch or height, set it to a point where you can come to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically, okay, straight up. Uh, if you're set too high, it can get a little bit tough to get there. If you're set too low, you can go scooting past or going past and your backside can scoot away from underneath you. I used the word scoot at the wrong time. Oh no, I'm not gonna retake this. So four minute warm up. I'm gonna do this at run about 20 strokes per minute. And I want you just to think about enough of a push as though you were standing up, okay? because I want you to think about a push and your hands connecting to the machine at the same time. So if pushing too hard can make that a bit tricky. Well, not tricky, but oh, let's just start rowing. <laughs> In three, two, one, let's go. So I was trying to get it nice and quick today and I kept on fluffing because I was trying to go too fast. You might be able to tell because I was speaking so quick. Anyway, so the point is, is that you want to push your feet into the foot plates at the same time that your hands connect the handle to the machine, okay? So you push and connect at the same time. Notice I'm not saying pull, because you keep your arms straight. Okay, so arms are straight out in front of you. Connect as you push with your feet, connect. And you have that forwards tilt towards the front of the machine. As you connect, okay? And you hold that position for around about half of your leg drive. And only then do you swing over your hips and then pull in your arms. And with a minute gone, hopefully you've got a good sensation for the position and that timing. But you can start to add a bit more power. So push a little harder with your legs or you should feel like you're hanging off the handle a bit more. Your backside goes a little bit lighter on the seat, but you're not going too intense. Breathing is up, heart rate is up, but you think you can still hold a conversation. Intensity wise is kind of like walking up 10 flights of stairs. So you know you're working, but not too hard. And this is the starting pace for today's row. This is the 20 strokes a minute pace. And then you go two or three seconds faster for the 22s, and then two or three seconds faster again for the 24s. Okay, one more stroke, and let's take one foot out of the straps, put it on the ground, continue rowing. 
Oof. I made that with a little room to spare, didn't I? <laughs> so keep on rowing with that one leg strapped in. And this just helps with your flexibility, opens your body up a little bit, makes it easier to get into that shins vertical position. Swap feet. Ooh. And also to think about that forwards tilt as you come into the front of the machine. Only to like one o'clock angle, we're not headbutting the bottom of the machine by leaning so far forwards. But you just want that forwards tilt, then complement it with a backwards tilt to the same angle. That's all you have to do. Okay, both feet back in, tighten those straps, legs straight, and roll with your back and arms. So swing over your back, pull in your arms. Swing, pull, then out with your arms and rock forwards over your hips again. So it's important that you take up that initial connection with your back swing, okay? So back first, then pull the arms, then out with the arms and rock forwards over your back again. Right, let's roll to the front of the machine with the forwards tilt, straight arms, and just push out with that light push again. So all I want you to do is to continue to work on the timing between your feet and your hands and the sensation of pushing with your feet while holding that forwards tilt and straight arms. You've no idea how important this is, holding that position. And you've also no idea how many people would swear blind that they're doing it and they're not, <laughs> even me. So there we go with the warm up. We're about to get into our main row. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna do what I've been doing so far. I'm gonna rewind back to previous year where I did this row and then I will join you at the end for a cool down and some stretching. And have a little wiggle on my backside, make sure it doesn't go numb. Uh, make sure that those sit bones are pressing on a different part of my glutes. Uh, and just quick sit check, sit rep. Make sure my feet are strapped in nicely. Start up in a nice posture, make sure that I'm not slumped as I start. So kind of address the machine nicely and powerfully. And then say, right, I'm good to go. So I hope you are too. Are you ready then? So 20 strokes a minute, 2K plus 18 is our starting pace. In three, two, one, let's go. Now 20 strokes a minute is a super one to get into the rhythm for because you can just count down in three second chunks. So if you're struggling, you can of course follow me on the video or if you listen to this in the podcast you can just follow along with the whoosh of my flywheel or like I say you just count down in threes every three seconds take a stroke then as to the stroke itself for 2k plus 18 it should be a nice, you've still got to give a good push from your legs, but it should only really feel about five or six out of 10 on the effort scale. You'll maybe rise up to seven, seven and a half as you go through the 22 and 24 intervals. 
but it's not, this shouldn't feel like it's a colossal effort to row at 2k plus 18 pace. And in fact, if you just think about your drive speed and recover, or recovery, it should take care of itself. So if you make your drive speed last one second, so you, every time, if you're looking at your clock, you make sure that it's one second, then you recover for two seconds. If you have a leg drive of one second at this stroke rate, with any luck, you should be really close to your 2K plus 18 pace. I mean, it's a colossal generalization <laughs> to just assume that everybody in the world rows like me and therefore a one second drive phase should bring you to the right pace but hopefully if you have a good sequenced technique which is all about the power generation from the legs then you're not going to be too far off I've said in a couple of other videos about how when I made the stroke rate videos I've got a few up here that are just me rowing at various stroke rates and not talking to you I know I managed to shut up um, but as I was making them all I did was load up the metronome and row at a 2 to 1 ratio so my drive speed was twice as fast as my recovery and naturally I would hit all of the training paces that I do in these sessions so at 20 strokes a minute I just naturally hit 2k plus 18 because I was rowing at a 2 to 1 ratio making sure the power is coming from my legs and not yanking on the chain with my arms I'll talk actual technique in the next interval and let's face it probably for a few more after that too but let's get ready in seven strokes time we're going to increase stroke rates by two and pace by two or three seconds okay two more strokes one more here we go then 22 strokes a minute now the increase here should be happening by virtue of a slightly more powerful leg drive. 
that increase in your leg drive power then makes your drive speed faster because you're putting more power into it and then if you're thinking about a nice smooth fluid rhythm to your stroke then your recovery will also be slightly faster and therefore a slightly faster drive speed and a slightly faster recovery should be enough to have just taken you up two strokes per minute and because you're doing two strokes a minute more your pace should have increased too without you really thinking properly I need to increase my pace just increasing stroke rate by pushing a little harder as a result puts in more power to the machine and you go faster and so that's the key I really want you to notice that when I'm talking about the stroke and power and things I'm not talking about getting your big Popeye guns out and pulling harder we're not in Spartacus sitting still on a bench and rowing a big Roman ship we're on a rowing machine that lets you use your legs and your legs that push into the machine is responsible depending on who you are between 50 to like 60% of the power that you're putting in to the machine so you push that big because your legs are nice and big and powerful so it stands to reason that they are putting in the majority of the power and then you add in a swing of your back from a forward lean to a backward lean and that adds in 20 30% power and then finally at the back of the stroke you pull in your arms which then tops up your available power to that full 100% 
but you can leak that power. So if you were to pull from the front of the machine, suddenly you can't get your leg drive or your arm pull right and you're leaking potential power so maybe you're only able to put in 80% of what you can okay I'll shut up because we're about to go up to 24 strokes a minute after this stroke here we go 24 strokes a minute and another two to three seconds faster this is another good maths stroke where you can just count down in two and a half second chunks so as long as every stroke is two and a half seconds you're fine and even if you just make a point of always driving on a five and a zero they don't really need to worry about the in-betweens the rhythm will soon just bed in and hopefully again just by pushing harder with your legs in order to have a faster drive phase and then because of your rhythm and ratio your recovery is a little faster too that should have resulted in not only an increase in your stroke rate but also that two to three second increase in your pace too so again I'm saying it's all about the leg drive you push the machine away with your feet to put in that power but then in order to help it go into the machine you make sure that your hands connect the handle to the machine as you push and if you continue to hold a forward body lean and straight arms then that power from your legs just efficiently floods into the machine 
allowing you to then add your back and then your final arm pull and it can be one of the first big improvements that new rowers recognize is if they think about that rock over the hips from the forward lean to a backward lean back forwards back forwards and holding that forward lean for at least half of the leg drive before swinging it backwards if you can get that motion in place and continue to think about power pushing from your legs rather than pulling with your arms you should really see a spike in your pace alrighty six strokes to go and then we're back down to 20 strokes a minute and 2k plus 18 pace one more and there we go 15 minutes gone we're halfway there it's Bon Jovi time I don't think there are any other songs which talk about being halfway there are they somebody else that I can quote I mean if we manage to row a thousand miles I could start singing the proclaimers at you I would row 500 miles and I would row 500 more <laughs> that would take a while I don't think we'd get a thousand miles squeezed into a half hour session that much is true now regardless or using the new word irregardless <laughs> of what your plans are with these 30 minute rows remember that you can always come back to these as standalone rows you don't have to be doing them as part of a 30 days challenge or plan whatever you want to call it what I think would be ideal is to stuff some of these sessions in your virtual back pocket for use for like a, a lunchtime workout 
you've only got half an hour to spare at the gym, you could just pick a session from this 30 days, 30 minutes playlist and do it over your lunch hour. You could easily drop the warm-up as long as you ease yourself into the session. But I don't recommend skipping the cool-down. Cool-downs are really important both for your muscles, for your brain, and if you're doing this over your lunch hour, hopefully it will stop you going back to your desk and then sitting down at your, I don't know, your meeting or even just looking over paperwork or your computer and rivers of sweat <laughs> running down your face because you're still afterglowing from a tough session. So a cool down will help with that. You wouldn't have thought two minutes extra rowing would help cool you down, but it will. So anyway, lunchtime rows. I'll maybe make a new playlist on the YouTube channel with a whole bunch of rows that could go in and you could just call them up when you're looking for a workout to squeeze into your lunch hour. Okay, seven strokes to go. And then we're back up to 22s and two or three seconds faster, which for me is 2K plus 15 I did last time. So I'll do it again this time. Last stroke, here we go. Slightly more powerful push from your legs. You should feel your recovery to the front of the machine is a little bit faster and your pace should go up as a result. Now, I've only really mentioned the big picture stuff about the drive phase. Let's quickly mention the flow that helps for the recovery phase and it all starts with how you pull the handle into your chest so if you pull in nice and powerfully at round about sternum height with your elbows through your sides, maybe a light 
flare out, but certainly not chicken wings. Then what happens is you create like a springiness from your arms and tendons that wants to rebound the handle away again. And so you use that rebound to start the recovery. It's only a few inches, that rebound, but it's enough to start that handle going forwards. So you go in out. There's no pause at the back. In out at same rhythm, the same speed you pull in at, you push back out at using that rebound. And then as your arms go out and straight, they trigger that recovery forward lean of your back. Whoosh. So that by the time your hands are past your knees, your arms are straight and you're in that forward one o'clock lean. Ta-da! And because your momentum is moving forwards and because your weight has shifted to the front of the seat, all you have to do is bend your knees and you will effortlessly recover to the front of the machine. So there is no pulling, yanking on the foot straps to pull yourself forwards. In fact, it's one foot out, two feet out. Look, I'm still moving. I'm not beached at the back of the machine and I'm not yanking myself forwards with the foot straps. I am using my arms away to start that momentum shift for the recovery. And that, feet back in, that's the advantage of rowing in socks. I can get in and out like that. But this fluid flow is the trick, the key to not only creating the rhythm to row at low rates, but also to get the pace up at high rates. Okay, two more strokes, one more. Now we're back up to 24s and two or three seconds faster. I'm aiming for 
157 piece which is 2k plus 12 for me and hopefully this will feel natural for you and you'll understand what I meant at the intro about how you have to put in some effort but it doesn't take you anywhere near maximum and so this is a mid intensity I think this is very much the middle of mid but I try not to subdivide we're not like upper middle class or whatever but it's definitely if you're looking for a good sloggy workout but it's not too easy not too tough puts the effort up heart rate is up a bit I'm up at 80% of max right now and this is a good session and actually it's the perfect session for me today as being I've just spent the past two hours almost at the cinema with my youngest Holly watching Ron's Gone Wrong just a sweet little kids film but I bought some cookies white chocolate chip cookies to take in with us and <laughs> I had two during the film and run about 45 minutes in I felt that real dump that energy jump from the sugar spike I was like oh, I really need to have a decent workout when I get home to burn off the sugar try and stabilise my blood glucose because I don't really eat sweets and biscuits and things anymore I'm trying to cut all that out to make sure I stay at 75 kilograms and lightweight status and as being the resistance training I'm also doing is adding some muscle I need to make sure that I'm not also adding fat by eating poorly plus it does give me these kind of 
I mean, a little bit of sugar and energy is good for you, but my body doesn't really like it. I sometimes wonder if I ate too much, would I end up type 2 diabetic? But I don't really want to find out. <laughs> all right then. Enough about me. Eight strokes to go and we're all done. <sighs> Almost there. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Ah, right at the end there. In the mirror. Because I wasn't talking. And I was actually thinking about how I was rowing. I could see in the mirror. So I'm still not connecting right at the front. Especially when I'm talking. And I'm not concentrating on what I'm doing. Well, I hope you enjoyed that workout. I know I enjoyed mine. So let's get ourselves into a two minute cool down and let's try and not have any of the nonsense ranting that was happening in yesterday's row, hey? Pfft. So we're gonna do this right about 20 strokes a minute and then that kind of easy walking upstairs pace and then just gradually slow down towards the end of it, okay? So here we go in three, two, one, let's go. But it is, it's a great row. There's something about those, the rise up the, like the, the ladder up the pyramid or well not pyramid ladder yeah uh, that just makes again makes time fly by and that's kind of one of my aims for most of these rows is just to prove that by breaking 30 minutes down into smaller chunks you can really make it absolutely fly by not that there's not a couple of longer or not longer, but steady kind of 18 strokes a minute or 20 strokes a minute rows, but things like the alternating two minutes between 18 and 20, although it has exactly the same training effect as a half hour at 18 or a half hour at 20 by breaking it into smaller chunks, just makes it better, quicker. I'm sure I've said that a lot, so. I won't say that again. Oh. So make sure and just ease yourself down through this cool down. Let your heart rate kind of stabilize. Chances are it won't drop as you're doing this two minutes, but what will hopefully have happened is that say you finished that row at run about 75 to 80% of your max, you may have Gonna recovered enough down to like, I don't know, 60, 65% max. And then through this cool down, it may have gone up a couple of beats, but should just kind of stabilize around about there. And then when we stop after this stroke, you're in a much better place for your body to cool down. So, can we get to some stretching next? As always, if you don't have time, please stretch your quads and your hamstrings, okay, but not in the shower because I don't want you to slip and fall over. Say the same thing every day. Stasia, it's like Groundhog Day. <laughs> or you can join Stretchy John, there he is. He'll take you through some stretching or you can join me on the machine and I'll take you through some stretching for folks that don't have any room like stretching mats around them. So 
Put your feet back on the foot plates, straps loose so that you can brace your toes up against them and create a nice angle between your feet and your shins. Hands in the air, legs straight, and fold forwards. Okay, and that folding should give you that stretch in the hamstrings. <laughs> I know, I say it every single time, but it's really important. I mean, there's no point doing this if you go into that stretch and it's like, you're like, I don't feel anything, but I'm just gonna hang around here for 20 seconds because surely it's gotta be doing me some good. If you don't feel it in your hamstrings, it's not doing you the point that you're supposed to. So really should be right under here in your hamstrings, not in your knees, not in your calves, not in your shins, not in your toes, not in your nose, not in your head, shoulders, knees and toes. Right in your hamstrings. And if it's not, have another go, just come up, fold forwards, legs nice and straight, and you should just feel it right there, okay? Let's move on to glutes next. One leg up on the rail, other foot comes over it so that your heel is in the crook of your knee. Bring this knee across your body so you've got a straight line between your face, your knee and your foot. Hold it in place with the other arm. And then if you wanna hold onto the back of the machine for stability, please do. And then rotate your torso round and kind of, I don't know if there is a down or if it's just a round, but you're basically, as you rotate, it's right in here, right in your glute that's getting stretched. So make sure and keep that knee that's up coming across your body, because that's really what's causing the stretch. The rotation just kind of help, just kind of really focuses in onto it, okay? So, because if you just sit and didn't do that, you should still be able to get a decent stretch into your glute, but then as you do that twist, get really nice, whoa, right in there. Oh, next leg, swap legs even. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, hopefully I don't have to sell you on the benefits of stretching, but it is kind of, it's a good idea to do it, put it that way. I think, especially if you're like me, you're prone to injury or tightness or things. I mean, the, the it's not, it's like, I've got quite bad calves from running, but it's actually to do with my glutes. So, because they're tight, I'm overcompensating with uh, what my calves are doing. So, uh, if I stretch my glutes off properly, my calves don't hurt. Weird that. Oh, right, let's do quads next. So stand up next to the machine. You can hold onto the monitor for stability if you wish. Flick one foot behind you so that your heel touches your backside. And then just give a little bit of a pull. Oh, there you go, there's my noise. Every time there has to be a noise. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and remember, hold on to like the upper part of your foot rather than your toes. Because I don't want you to hyper-stretch the tendons down through your toes and, um, and into your shin and things. This is about stretching your quads, not ripping your toes off, okay? So let's swap legs, flick it up. Oh, is he gonna fall, is he gonna fall? Hey, whoa, this might still happen. <laughs> Just imagine people running sweepstakes on these videos. Will he fall? 30 minutes of 30 minute rows, row 13. Did he fall? Place your bets, place your bets. Not yet, almost did. <laughs> Oh, you'd think, I mean, are we doing these stretches? Where are we now? We're in November. I think all year I've been doing these stretches after the rows. I think. I don't know when I started doing them. But you'd think I'd have a bit more, a bit better stability by now, wouldn't you? All right, let's move on to hip flexors. We're going to do the first of these with a knee off the ground. So, feet together, step one foot forwards, and then on the back leg, be up on your toes, and then, I feel like I'm just lifting my shorts up just in case it helps, and then sink your back knee down, and make sure that the weight is kind of, at your, your kind of center of gravity is going backwards almost, not backwards so you fall over, but you don't want your center of gravity and all the force to be going into your front leg, okay? That's just there to stabilize you. You want the force to be going, 
into your back leg so that right here gets a good stretch. So if I'm sinking down and I have my weight going down here, I get a good stretch. The moment I shift forwards, I lose it. If I go too far backwards, eh, but I might fall over. So there's a sweet spot here for where, um, where you need to put your, your body weight if you can do that stretch. Here's the version with your knee on the ground. So one knee on the ground, toes up behind you. Then the other foot's forward with your knee over the top of it, 90 degree angles on both. And then you just push with a good posture, push, I'm losing my microphone, what's going on here? Uh, push your uh, hip forwards. Whoop. Okay, so you close off the angle in your front leg, open up the angle in the back leg, and you should get a nice stretch into that hip flexor, okay? Now, I've not said for a while, so I'll say it now. Remember, there's a whole thing about, oh, I've got really tight hip flex fixes. I've got to stretch my hip flexes. There's totally my hip flexes. Um, whereas half the time, it's not your hip flexes. Um, and so it's worthwhile just to ch checking to see if it is or not. So um, I talk quite often about Jeff Cavalier, the Athlean X guy, and he's got a great video about how to test to see if you have tight hip flexors or not. So if you think you've got tight hip flexors, how many times can I say one that hip flexor over and over again? Check out his video, okay? Do his test and see, because it could be something else. You might be blaming your hip flexors and it's actually your hamstrings. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? Next, let's do our forearms. Hands in front of your face, push them together, then bring them down in front of you. Uh, yeah, and push them together and you should get a nice stretch into your forearms and your fingers as well. Today's row, I uh, shouldn't really have got forearms, maybe fingers from it just being that kind of constant uh, half hour row that your fingers might get a little bit crampy, so this will help. Your forearms probably shouldn't hurt from, from that. It's really the fast stuff. It's like when you're trying to blast out a 500 meter sprint or a series of 100 meter sprints, quite often because of just that bracing off the power, you can end up with quite sore forearms. I know after a 1K time trial, I'm like this, I can hardly move my forearms. So. Right, let's do shoulders next, hand straight out in front of you and then bring it across your body. Help it across your body even more by looping your other arm across it and then just give it a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> a little bit of a stretch. Um, this is what, two days? Two days, three days? Two days since I did the uh, really tough high rocks workout and my shoulders are still killing me. Um, from, I'm trying to think, what, what did I end up thinking it was? I did hand release press ups shoulder presses, farmer's carries, ski erg, and something else. I can't remember what something else was. Wall balls? I can't think of it, but one of them completely ruined my shoulders. I wonder if it's the hand release press-ups. There's something about doing, sorry, swap arms, about doing a hand release press-ups. It's basically doing a press-up, but when you're down on the ground, you lift your hands off the ground. Um, and so your chest is fully on the floor, and then you push yourself up from there. And there's something about uh, having to push from a completely like dead weight almost um, off the ground. It's completely different than doing a normal press up. Maybe it's because you can, if you have tension in your arms as you come down for a normal one, and it's almost like you've, you're a coiled spring ready to go, go back up again. Whereas the hand release ones, you're just completely from nothing and you have to push up again. But yeah, right up here, right up there. So could be that, or I was playing the VR a couple of nights ago, the, the Quest playing a boxing game and I'm pretty sure I hurt my shoulder playing that so anyway fill of the fight it's a really good game um, right put your hands behind you whoosh and then rotate your thumbs outwards to stretch your biceps okay so you're pretending that you're a ski jumper but you rotate your thumbs outwards to try and catch a pigeon while you're flying and that just gives you a nice little stretch across your biceps uh, keep your arms straight to, to help that stretch along um, but yeah this is a good way to there's other ways to stretch your biceps I should probably investigate but 
which is the way I'm doing it right now. And of course, by stretching the bicep this way, you are contracting your triceps, so we have to do them next. So, one hand in the air, swoop it down your back, so it's touching your spine, and then your elbow's pointing up, so you can help it even further, like more vertical, by pushing it back with your other arm, okay? And that then straightens it up. And then if you want to add in a little stre stretch to your lats, then just lean your body slightly over to the side, and, kind of, and you should find that you get that you can kind of get your body into a point where you get a nice stretch through your lats and your obliques almost, which actually feel a lot better than they did yesterday. Other arm, do exactly the same thing. Help the elbow up, and then if you want to lean in, just to give it a bit of a stretch. Yeah, Ooh, slightly, still a little bit tight. But then I suppose, tough road, tough workout, so... Uh, that's the whole point of stretching, is to try and ease this kind of stuff off. Oh, and then at least tomorrow's row is another recovery one, another low intensity row, so that'll be fun. But what else? Oh, I'm playing the drums all day tomorrow. I've got a six hour rehearsal for, uh, with my band because we've got a concert coming up in a couple of weeks. So six hours playing the drums. My hands will be ruined. Anyway, so there we go. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, this row. It really is a good one. Going 2022, 24, and then going 2022, 24, you're like, what? Really? We're finished? Wow. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. So I will see you in row 14 or one of my many other videos, I hope, whether it's one of the, the row along workouts or whether it's an app review or a technique tip or whatever. There's hundreds of videos. There's probably actually too many videos up on my channel now because it'd be so hard to find anything. Uh, but they are all grouped up in playlists, so if you're like, what's he got? Just take a look at the playlist tab and you'll see all of the workout plans, all of the, I've got all the low intensity grouped together, I've got all of the app reviews grouped together, rows with music, roll along adventures, all these things are all there as playlists to hopefully make it easier for you to find them. So um, hopefully I will see you in one of those videos anyway. Until then, please take care, be well, bye-bye.